Coming at you live from the heart of Lincoln, America, it's time for The Finish Line with Mike Melby on 93.7 The Ticket and theticketfm.com. Start your engine! Good evening and welcome into The Finish Line. I am Mike Melby, Rebecca Pearson to my right, Austin Orman, driving the car tonight and on the Sarter Heyman live stream. We have got one of the most talented young drivers in America today, Jad Evid- Jade Evadizian. Uh, Jade, first of all, welcome to the show. Uh, I, I greatly appreciate you taking the time to join us. Where are you at right now? Are you in North Carolina? Or are you, because you guys were racing uh, last night with USAC. Yeah, first off, thanks for having me on. Um, I'm excited to talk to you guys. But uh, yeah, last night we were in uh, Macon, Illinois. And we're back in Mooresville today. We got back this morning. So we're back here for the week. And then uh, we leave Thursday for, I think we go to Iowa. Yes, Iowa, Davenport. Uh, practice Thursday, race Friday, Saturday. So a uh, short week, but I'm excited to be back at the track already. Well, and that's that's the fun part. Now, you, you race both series, too. You race with the USAC National Midgets. You race in the Extreme Midget Racing Series. That's only in its second year. But, man, you guys went in that series alone from – two or 10 races last year to scheduled well over 30 this year. And if no more rain outs, you guys are probably going to hit right at 30. How has that been from an adjustment for you with just the number of nights that you're running? Yeah, exactly. Like you said, uh, last year, this or the series was so small with 10 shows or 12 shows. And now it's almost double. So um, it's obviously really good that it's almost double because obviously you get double the amount of shows. And uh, so to run that and the whole USAC schedule, that's around 60 shows. So, uh, for now on, I think I race every weekend till the end of November, which is obviously really good. Um, lots of chances to, you know, end up in the winner's circle and if not, learn a lot. Absolutely. Uh, we want to thank our sponsors, Stern, Mobile One, and Eagle Raceway, proud sponsors of the finish line. And then also, uh, Jade, we have one little segment that we do called Victory Lane and uh, Eagle Chassis, who... Uh, Mike Boston, right here in Lincoln, Nebraska, makes sprint car chassis, and uh, he is a proud sponsor of that segment for us. We're going to run through some winners uh, in some of the series, and Austin, you good to go? All righty, this is the Victory Lane segment. everybody wants to be and that's where this party's gonna finish victory lane he's waited 15 years to get back to victory lane here at talladega for the 11th time in his illustrious career donny shots back in victory lane at the knoxville he's making the right hand turn into fast energy drink victory lane the most anticipated moment in the history of nascar racing dale earnhardt Rolling into victory lane in the Daytona 500. Last week, winners from this last week in the Cup Series earlier today at Watkins Glen in Watkins Glen, New York. William Byron brought home the victory. They will be at Daytona next week with the Xfinity Series. Xfinity winner yesterday, Sam Mayer. High Limit Series was at Houston's up in Brandon, South Dakota on Tuesday night. Rico Abreu got his second win of the year, close to within 33 points of Kyle Larson. They're dark until September 26th at Lernerville. All-Star Circuit of Champions back after about a month hiatus. Friday night, they were at Outlaw Speedway 
and Sunshine in his return to the 7BC picks up the win. That is his first night back after a back injury. Uh, suffered about two months ago. Uh, then Saturday night at Utica Rome Speedway, Danny Varen picked up the win. And they are actually at Sellingsgrove Speedway tonight uh, are the All-Star Circuit of Champions. They're in action next week at Tri-City and Butler Speedways, respectively. World of Outlaw Sprints, Jackson Nationals up in Jackson, Minnesota. James McFadden won both prelim nights, but it was Carson Macedo taking the win last night in a great duel with Brad Sweet. Uh, it's the second straight Jackson Nationals title for Macedo. Uh, next Friday and Saturday night, they're at River Cities Speedway and then Red River Valley Speedway. That's next weekend. World of Outlaw Late Models, Dark Lucas Oil Late Models. They were at Batesville Motor Speedway for the topless 100, and Ricky Thornton Jr. brought home the win on Friday night, Saturday. The big money went to Dale McDowell, the 24th through the 26th. Lucas Oil Late Models are going to be at Georgetown Speedway on Thursday, then Friday and Saturday at Port Royal for a couple of nights. Knoxville was dark this weekend. Last night at Eagle, Tyler Drukey went from 14th to the win. He is the points leader. In his last six weeks, Drukey has got three wins and two second-place finishes. Cole Wayman took home the win in the Modifieds. Tight points race there at Eagle. Anthony Ross, Chad Anderson, and Terry Hurt only separated by 13 points. In the stock car division, Dale Haney, or Dylan Haney, winds up with the win. Nate Thompson, Dylan Richards, three points apart in the battle for the point title in the stock car class. And Hobby Stocks, David Carter got the win last night. He came from sixth place. And in the point battle at Eagle for the Hobby Stock title, Ryan Gillen by eight points over Adam Wasserman. In Beatrice, Modifieds were won by Jordan Grabowski. Lance Borgman won the Sport Mods. Stock car winner was Benji Legg. Adam Wasserman won the Hobby Stocks in the Sport Compact, won by Brandon Carmichael. And Don Droud Jr. uh, wheels home the win at Junction Motor Speedway last night. At McCool Junction, a uh, big win for him. I know Rodney's helping him out on the car as well. Uh, they are next in action next Friday night at Crawford County over in Denison, Iowa. That is the Victory Lane segment brought to you by Eagle Motorsports, LLC. They are back and better than ever. 402-826-0302, the number to call. That is Mike Boston's number. He will get you taken care of with all of your sprint car chassis frame Uh fixes that you need if you just want a new car mike is the guy to call and jade i'm going to ask you to give us the victory lane uh portion from usac who took home the win on friday and saturday night so cv last night at macon uh he won the champ car or the silver crown race earlier in the day and then came and ran the major race and won uh last night and then friday night uh tanner thorson won okay USAC. So we are joined tonight on the finish line by a young lady from Clovis, California. She drives the Toyota Racing Development Mobile One Number 71 for Keith Coons Motorsports. Jade, 16 years old, it's not like you've got decades and decades of experience, but the the midgets that you're running right now were not where you started racing. I believe you came out of micro sprints. How did you first get into racing? Yes, sir. So uh, my dad's always been around racing. Growing up, he never got the chance to race, but he did work on sprint cars, so uh, it's just kind of always been around my family. Um, since I, the day I was born, I think I was three months old and I was at a sprint car race. So just very young and uh, saw it very young. And then when I was four or five, uh, he bought a quarter midget and uh, we would take it out just to empty parking lots on a Sunday just to see if I liked it. And uh, I ended up liking it a lot. And then uh, when I turned seven, uh, we went to a quarter midget track and I did my first race and was like, okay, this is, I think this is what I want to do at seven. So uh, we did quarter midgets for till I was about 10. And then uh, we did micros till I was 14. 
Uh, but we did like the junior sprints, then we did restricted for a year or two, and then we did the big classes. And then uh, this year, and obviously last year, I ran a full midget schedule. And then uh, this year is my second full midget schedule. Wow, Jade, that's a lot of racing for um, for a 16 year old. As we said, we talked to sometimes we talk to people here that are our age who've been racing for decades, but you sound like you've been racing for decades. Did you have friends that you raced uh, with when you were coming up the ranks? Was it just you and your dad? How did how did that work out in the early days? Uh, so not really, not anyone like really my age. I was going to the same races, you know, traveling everywhere. Uh, my dad at a very young age for myself, just thought it was super important to travel and uh, just get to every kind of new track you can. So if I did want to make it a career, like it wouldn't be so new going to a different track. So uh, for the most part, it was just me uh, racing wise, but we also had two brothers, their names, Cole and Cody Christensen, uh, that did come help. And they were kind of like the crew chief, car chief. So it just wasn't me and my dad. And then uh, we did that for, we went to the, when COVID hit, Uh, We decided to go out to Oklahoma, and we ran the Now 600 Series for the whole year, basically. And uh, that's kind of where I feel like I grew so much just because not many kids would be able to race that year, and I had a full year of racing. So I feel like that year kind of was kind of like the breakout year just because I got to race almost every single weekend. So uh, for the most part, it was just me kind of racing, and then uh, obviously, the two brothers would come help a lot. Yeah, practice makes different. It makes a big difference. Now, one of the questions we all have for you is, how do you get schooling accomplished uh, with your race, <laughs> with your race schedule? Yeah, so I'm homeschooled now. Uh, at the beginning, when I started racing, I was just in normal school, the five day day of class, you know, just the normal stuff. And um, you know, I liked it, but it obviously got really hard. And uh, you know, you leave Thursday and Uh, Thursday, Friday, you would be gone all day. And then uh, the speed weeks, you're gone for a week, two weeks, and it just didn't really work out. So um, I'm homeschooled now. Now, I could imagine that when you were in school, though, you won the competition for what did you do on your summer vacation every year? (laughs) Yeah, yeah, I know. I would always, my friends would always be like, where are you going this week? And I'm like, I'm going racing. And they're like, are you going to like race on foot? I'm like, no, no, not on foot. Like I'm going to go race cars. Uh, but yeah, it was pretty cool to come tell my, like come home and tell my friends what we did. Do you have favorite classes uh, that you like? Obviously you're good and talented at racing. How about just in the school area? Are there certain things that you like better than others? Uh, not really. I think, I think I like math the best. I think it's just kind of the easiest. <laughs> yeah. Well, easy for you then, not for everybody. So that makes me wonder about your uh, how involved you get in the uh, in the design of the car and the engine building. Are you technical? Do you like to talk to the crew about what they're doing with your car? Or are you more just a racer who likes to get in the car and, and go? I think a little bit of both, um, especially this year, you know, working with Jarrett Martin, with Keith Coons, um, he's taught me so much and kind of just gave me an idea of like what he's going to do to the car and then kind of tell me how it's going to benefit me and how I should maybe, you know, prepare how to race it for the first few laps. Um, You know, I've never been the one to tell him what to do just because he knows what to do. Uh, But just kind of taking in the information that he's told me all this year. And um, I feel like I kind of I kind of know what to say now. Um, it's obviously like I have a certain feeling and then I go tell him and it's 
fixed or if not better. So I wouldn't really say I'm the one telling what I kind of need, if that makes sense. Sure. But you have to find a way to give feedback so that they can develop that car for you, right? So you have to be able to understand a little bit. Driver yeah, the, exactly. Sorry, driver of the Toyota Racing Development Mobile One number 71 for Keith Coons Motorsports. Um, Jade Avedisian is joining us on the finish line tonight. One thing that I guess I'm wondering about, you started racing at a young age, but throughout the time that you've been behind the wheel, no matter the type of car, who have your role models been? I think my the biggest role model um, in my eyes is Kyle Larson, uh, just because... I feel like he can get in any car any given night and uh, be super competitive and if not win. So I think just being that good in each car you get in is really impressive. Um, with that said, he kind of started racing in and around uh, Red Bluff, uh, up at Red Bluff Raceway, and a, a young man that's a YouTube sensation that, uh, by the way, is now piloting a World of Outlaw car. Tanner Holmes uh, has, has raced at Red Bluff for quite a few years. Did you ever take a couple of trips around Red Bluff when you were growing up doing carts? No, so I actually didn't. I never uh, did any outlaw cart stuff, which was kind of surprising. Um, I kind of just did the quarter midget stuff on asphalt, and then we would have two races a year on dirt. Um, I never really got into that kind of stuff. Um, I kind of wish I did at that time so I could have both feelings, like the asphalt stuff and the dirt stuff at that time. But uh, luckily, it's been working out. So, um, you know, the cage carts look really fun. They do look really rough, but um, especially like Red Bluff, that place looks really cool. <laughs> so you've done mostly dirt track racing then? You haven't done a whole lot on the asphalt. Is that true? Uh, yeah. So I've never, I've done one race on asphalt minus the quarter midget stuff, like late model stuff last year. Um, I think that's obviously where I really want my future to go on the asphalt side. Um, obviously this year we need to focus on the midget and uh, try to get the championship and win a few more races if we can. So, uh, but yeah, I did a few, I, you know, I did three years on the asphalt stuff for quarter midgets. And then I did a race last year uh, in the late model. And then we did two combines with Toyota racing, uh, late model stuff on asphalt as well. Now I just going to throw out, uh, it's the week before the chili bowl or two weeks before the chili bowl. Uh, I, so I don't know if it contradicts with the Tulsa shootout, but in Shawnee, Oklahoma, they actually have an outlaw cart, uh, event that pays 5,000 to win. So I'd be, <laughs> call around and say, hey, I want to race for 5,000 to win in an outlaw cart. Yeah, I heard about that, uh, that race. And I was like, I only heard about it one time. And I was like, is that a thing or not a thing? So I'm glad to know it's a thing. But yep. uh, yeah, maybe. Now, the, when you first got into racing uh, down at the Tulsa Expo, uh, you didn't run Chili Bowl in 2021. You ran uh, the, the Tulsa Shootout. And lo and behold, you have a driller. Is that kind of your, your coolest trophy that you've won so far? I think so. I think anytime you can win in that building, there's just no feeling like it. Uh, the lights, the fans, uh, like I said, there's just no feeling like it. So to have a driller, um, it was in their restricted class, but still, it's just, like I said, there's no feeling like it. And uh, that building, I don't know if you guys have been there, but it is just, it's just like when you walk in, it's like breathtaking how uh, overwhelming it can be and how many people they stack in there and how many cars. So uh, to have one driller is definitely really cool. Absolutely. Now, in 2022, you wind up driving for Chad Boat Industries uh, at the Chili Bowl. How did you wind up with Chad and, and his organization and have that opportunity? Yeah, so this goes back like three years. Um, I bit, I won a big race at in a micro sprint called the John Hink, and it was 20 grand. And, uh, you know, we were kind of already trying to think about the next year. And 
but not too much. And then like a few days after that, uh, Chad called my dad and uh, kind of just like was asking like, what's our ideas for the following year? And uh, we weren't really sure at that time. And then he obviously said, or you want to come run the midget? And we we're like, uh, absolutely. So uh, 2021, we did about 15 shows uh, on and off. It was like once a month or so. And then the West Coast Fair in 2021. And then uh, obviously last year, 2022, uh, we did a full year with Chad. And then obviously this year we have a full year with Keith with uh, full USAC and full extreme. I want to get into to how you wound up at Keith Coons Motorsports, but we're going to do it after we take a quick break. This is the finish line on 93.7 The Ticket. We are joined by... Clovis, California, Toyota Racing Development Mobile One number 71 driver, Jade Avedizian, and we will return with her right after this.